Welcome to Amici, News and Insights from the New York Courts. I'm John Carr. At the 2021 Judicial Summer Seminar, retired Judge Betty weinberg Ellerman spoke of the judicial response to gender bias in the courtroom. Judge Ellerman, a historic figure in her own right, began with a brief but enlightening history of the Committee on Women in the Courts, a history Judge Ellerman is very much a part of. In this episode of Amici, we are very pleased and proud to present to you Judge Ellerman's opening remarks. As you know, I am the chair of the New York State Judicial Committee on Women in the Courts. Uh, I'd like to give you a little history as to how we came into existence. In the mid-1980s, academic studies indicated that women were not being treated fairly in our court systems, in our system of justice. Those studies uh, were uh, propagated or were publicized by the National Association of Women Judges, and they made their way to New York, where our then chief judge, a gentleman named Lawrence Cook, who came from Monticello, a person who was truly committed to justice, heard about them and was quite concerned. And so he thought that it was important to get some information as to whether that was true about the New York State court system. So he established a task force on gender bias in the courts. And uh, the purpose of that uh, task force, as he indicated, was to investigate all aspects of the court system, both substance and procedural, and to ascertain whether there are statutes, rules, practices, or conduct that work unfairness or undue hardship on women in the courts, and if found, to make uh, recommendations for its alleviation. Well, that task force uh, was consisted of an extraordinary group. It had state legislators, it had academics, it had representatives from large law firms, from small law firms, um, from all aspects of our life. It was uh, over, I believe it was 22 in number. And they undertook a very intensive investigation. Remember, that was before our current technological era. So they had hearings, they had uh, meetings with bar associations, large and small, upstate and downstate. They had listening sessions. And they also uh, sent out a questionnaire through the uh, graciousness of our state bars and some of the local bars. And after two years, they came up with a report that was really quite remarkable. And um, this was what that report concluded. The pervasiveness of gender bias in our court system with grave consequences uh, that denied women equal justice, equal treatment, and equal opportunity. Well, that report, which was over 300 pages, although there was an executive summary that made it a lot easier uh, to peruse, came up with recommendations, over 100 recommendations, addressed to all aspects of our court system. 
with very specific. One of those recommendations was the establishment of a permanent committee to oversee the implementation of those recommendations. Now, by the time the report came down, we had a new chief judge, Judge Saul Wachtler, and he took it very seriously. Um, he said that was going to be a primary um, concern of his administration, and he was very true to uh, his words. Uh, and he set up a committee to implement the recommendations of the Task Force on Gender Bias in the Courts. Quite a mouthful, as you can see. Now, uh, as time went on, uh, that was changed to the New York State Judicial Committee on Women in the Courts, <laughs> a lot easier to remember and to pronounce. Now, um, he appointed as chair of that first committee the Honorable Catherine McDonald, who was then the administrative judge of the family courts of the city of New York. It was an inspired choice. Uh, she truly not only took the messages of the report seriously, but she had a manner that just encouraged people to come to the fore and to do what they were supposed to do. Now, she recognized that just having a committee of 15 people of statewide, from statewide uh, you know, areas was not really enough. What she felt was you had to know what was going on in each section of the state. So she uh, not only suggested, but she organized through our, that committee um, local gender fairness committees one in each section of the state that was composed of various constituencies depending on the particular district. And that meant uh, that we had at that time uh, 12 uh, local committees, as we like to call them, each of them having a chair, and each of them, in a sense, seeing what the lay of the land was within their particular localities. Now, one of the things also that was instituted under uh, her aegis was having a, an annual meeting in person without masks when all of those chairpersons of the local committees met with the uh, members of our statewide committee. And those were very helpful because those, one, kept the statewide committee informed about where we were, what was doing in the various areas, how we were doing on the recommendations. And by the way, the recommendations were very specific. Many of them addressed to the big issues that the report identified. One, violence against women, both domestic violence and in terms of rape, etc. Also, with regard to how women were treated upon the termination of marriage, the unfairness of the distribution of assets, the inadequacy of the support provisions or the maintenance provisions that were made for women, and also how women were treated in the courtroom, 
what their what credibility was accorded to women as lawyers, as litigants, and as witnesses, particularly expert witnesses. Those were the kinds of things that the recommendations focused on. Although as time went on, we kept that committee kept abreast of emerging issues. One of those issues was sexual harassment. Uh, and um, that was really not touched upon in any great measure in the original report. In any event, about um, oh, three or four years ago, uh, and on the report was issued in 1986. We had an annual meeting at which all of our local committees reported. And what came out of that meeting was, well, we've made a lot of progress, but you know, there are still a lot of problems that exist. And how were we going to determine that? Well, we decided we needed a survey, and this time, we were now in the technological age, and that gave us a little boost, because originally the, uh, Judge Cook had made available court personnel to do much of the uh, work in terms of compiling the statistics, et cetera. We didn't have that luxury. It was just our committee. I had established a subcommittee that was wonderful, uh, was doing that work. And we came out with a report uh, in November of 2020, <laughs> an unfortunate time because, as you know, we were still masked, we were still uh, in the pandemic uh, era. But that report um, was an eye-opener to many of us because it showed that while we had made great progress in certain areas, for example, um, uh, in the way uh, in the fact that there were many more women judges now statewide, although some of the upstate areas have, were not keeping pace to the same extent as our downstate areas. We had women on the Court of Appeals. We had a second chief judge who was a woman on the Court of Appeals. We had administrative judges throughout who were women. And that was all very positive. But the second report, the one that, uh, and we got over 5,000 responses, which was a tremendous number, uh, you know, for that kind of thing, did show that we still had some serious problems that prevailed. Uh, now, the report is available to all of you to read. I urge you to do so. Um, but um, it did show and this was most distressing, frankly, to me, that the credibility of women, um, insofar as uh, the court system was concerned, was still uh, far behind the credibility accorded to men. And that was true whether the judges were male or female, or the, la the latter to a lesser degree. Uh, because we have a very interesting program for you, I don't want to go further into the report other than to urge you to read it. And we do have an executive summary, and that makes it easier. Now, you know, they say a picture speaks louder than a thousand words. So today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you some pictures. 
and we have a star-studded cast. 